0: All right, all right, let's do this, baby! Let's fucking go! One, two, three, four!
1: Welcome to the Dynasty
0: Hot Sauce Podcast! I'm Larry Monkey! You can find me on Twitter, at FFLarryMonkey. And we're rocking the salmon in February, folks. The salmon shirt is back. I don't know if there's a salmon season somewhere, but just down in Mississippi there is. And
2: run
0: the FF Rogers What's
3: I don't know if you're gonna catch many salmon at this time of the year anywhere, except out in the middle of the damned ocean somewhere by luck, and that's it. Uh, they're not running up rivers right now or anything, and they're certainly not running up rivers in Mississippi. You, know, you might you, you might go out on the on the Mississippi River and catch a bull shark This the this
1: salmon here is on a cedar plank for us.
0: Uh, Oh, who is that?
1: That is a hot, hot voice down there.
3: Wow,
0: I haven't heard that voice in a long time. Ooh, been years. A hot minute.
3: A hot minute. Hot hot. since that since that fire breather was down there.
0: Hot box Gomez, right? Yeah, uh, how did you used to do it there? <laughs> Small batch hot sauce.
1: I <laughs> our, our own Charlie Harper with the jingle. That's right, that's
0: right. It's really good every week.
1: <laughs> <The> jingle.
0: Bo <laughs> oh, underscore Mick Time. Bo oh, Man, I can't even read all the stuff you got going on, man. Mr. Fantasy Pros now, IBT Media. Gosh. Betting pros, well, we, we had you on. You were just, you're just pushing the hot box. You was up. just a little baby
1: in the world.
3: Yeah, our, our kid is grown up, Larry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. The love child, your love child grew up and made something for himself.
3: He sure did. What's up, Bo? How you been, man? How you been?
1: Oh, Man, it's it's busy. That's what it sounds like. It's reality, man. Yeah, I need 30 hours in a day so I can get some damn sleep around here. So you not just
3: get 24 hours of no sleep. That is what it is, right? It is what it is.
0: Now, not only are you getting fantasy content out of this guy's uh Twitter page, but like you know, he's got like the timeline cleanse going on throughout throughout the day with all these perfect magazine photo dishes or cuisines, like fancy you know, you got you had some pizza on there the other day. I don't know, I mean, you're all over the place, but everything looks like it could be you can hang it up in like a
1: you have like a, an art exhibit with all this all this all this these pictures, man. Hey man. Whatever I can do to whatever I can do to make a name for myself, that's not like what everybody else sees on the feed, which is negativity, people being toxic and people being (laughs) people being flaky. And then the other people being toxic about the flakes out there. Um, It's, it's pretty, it's pretty damaged out there on the streets. If you haven't noticed and anything I can do to bring positivity and uh, maybe just a good message for Humanity, that hey, not everybody's doing shitty. Like we all got our shit, but at least my shit is delicious. Yeah, it's
2: tough
3: tough dodging those potholes out there. I'll tell you that.
1: man, they're everywhere.
0: So, I mean, first of all, you you put out a lot of fantasy football content, but you have like this this golf side gig also, right?
1: Yeah, and that's all.
3: Well, that's because it's golf season coming up.
1: Well, It's either that or watching the NBA and everybody knows how I feel about the NBA. The season hasn't even started yet because of the playoffs are months away. And then you got to wait three months for the playoffs to be over. And so I, I I grew up a golfer. I started playing when I was 12 years old and then uh, I've always been a good, decent sports writer. So, I mean, they asked me at, at fantasy pros, if I knew about any other sports and I said, well, I used to be really into baseball. That was my, that was my favorite sport to analyze and play fantasy with i started fantasy baseball then of course i hooked on fantasy football and then that turned into a whole thing but at least with golf dfs was i was already kind of in those streets with dfs and so you just kind of formulate your own strategy for that particular sport and it turns out i was pretty decent at playing dfs whether it was football golf baseball basketball doesn't matter but um, i found a real attachment to golf dfs and then this last season uh fantasy pros and betting pros wanted me to do dfs and betting content nice and we so just you- had a big 40 to one hit this week
0: dude nice. is, are we talking about your whole prop
1: no that one did not hit that <laughs> one that one that one was a bamboozle by DraftKings spark tip of the cap to them but i had I had Jake Knapp all week. All week, I hyped up Jake Knapp. There's full minutes of me going on tirades about how Jake Knapp was going to win the Mexico Open. Right. And so if he didn't, it was going to be a lot of explaining to you because of how passionate I <laughs> stood on the bully pulpit for the guy. But he ended up pulling it out and, and won me a bunch of money, won everybody who tailed me a bunch of money. So we're a bunch of happy campers over here. Yeah,
0: I was looking for actually. I saw this tweet of yours. You were you were like make this bet, and it was like it's whole props. Yeah, uh, just getting. They some, pulled the rug know.
1: out from under us on that one.
0: Both guy you had both guys like hitting the green and two shots on hole six. Like what the fuck is like plus three thousand? <laughs> I went on. I went on FanDuel because I'm like a. Fa- I'm, it's easy. I'm like a FanDuel guy. Yeah and i i was all over it i was going to put some money on it and i couldn't find there were no hole props it's
1: disappointing yeah, and i found it in pennsylvania and new york and a couple other states they didn't even have bets like that available like they're called like novelty bets or something like that and they just yeah. don't do it
0: the hole props man
1: no we well, don't I guess it's for the, for the here. best though it didn't hit because the hole six ended up being a par 5 and none of the four players hit the hit the green in two so <laughs>
0: Hence the I lost one bet. unit
1: on that bet. It has happened before. It will happen again. I lost a, I lost a one unit bet. But I also, I look like I'm going to win with Rory McIlroy at plus two ten. So that'll be, ah. be a nice little, nice little kickback.
0: Nice. Is that Rory for the win? Yeah. 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 Those were the only bets I can make when I was when I was looking at the golf section. It was just all like either win or win, just win win. Mm-hmm. We are in the midst of of rookie fever <laughs> you've been paying attention to this stuff man Are yeah. you invested Please. in the like senior bowl and trying game and yeah
1: it's clickbait season baby clickbait season
0: everybody's favorite
1: earlier today um, flag plant season <laughs> we got to plant our flags before anybody else because even if we're wrong we were first okay
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, one of our patrons, Troy, he posted a a thing from NFL Rumors, and then Jim Nagy had, had basically shot it down. It was like they're doing their due diligence on you know whatever quarterback it was. I'm just like, no shit, they're doing their due diligence. They're cutting they every player that's gonna go to the combine. Like, Come on, man! Just stop with the stupid shit. But that's what it is—just clickbait. People love. Yeah.
1: Well, clickbait. there ain't nothing to really talk about at this point. No. People need no news. Them. There's no reports. No reports. Yeah. It's just what we're we're all just spinning out of control on our own. That's true. Yeah. It's true.
0: So, have you, uh, have you have you paid attention to these rookies? You got a, an
1: idea of uh, where they stand for you right now? I have a pretty rough outline. I haven't gone in depth in the film study, which I I usually do after the combine. Right. Because I don't put a lot of stock in the combine. I mean, last year I covered the combine completely for Fantasy Pros. I did like 23 articles in (laughs) and around the combine. And this year, because of my workload with the golf side of it, they gave me three, which is a lot nicer. Yeah. Uh, But but usually for me, it's like there's certain positions where – a particular drill means something to confirm what I've already seen. Yeah. And then the rest of it's completely just for the fodder on Twitter to talk about who the fastest guys in underwear are, who can jump the highest in underwear, who can look the best in the underwear. And then they get on the football field and it still comes down to what you see on tape and what translates Mm -hmm. and where they land. Because if you get a great player on with a bad coach and a bad situation, guess what happens? You get a Bryce young.
0: Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned underwear because National Underwear Day
1: is all in August. <laughs> these guys are walking around. What, what like, day in August? Because if that's during the Fantasy Football Expo, we might have to make a note of it. <laughs> that's like, no, all
3: what I want to know, Larry, is what... what like, what prompted you to search National Underwear Day?
0: <laughs> well, National Underwear Day. Is uh,
2: August
1: 5th. You should never question Larry's Google search history. <laughs> yeah, we, sh- we shouldn't be bringing when up was- those archives. Trust me.
3: <laughs> when I was at his house, I didn't even like com- approach his computer. I didn't want to know what happened no. behind the keyboard. Like it's you know. glowing. Yeah, ah. I-, I hit all the
1: black lights when, when I was he- going
3: to say he does not have a black light
0: anywhere down
3: there. That. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: His cookies have cookies,
0: and I've, uh, <laughs> you guys have never celebrated National <laughs> Underwear Day. It's like you know, you, there's there's like stuff you you do, you can do.
3: Not if you don't wear underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, we got command, commando Justin reporting for duty. Yes, yeah, man, Hello,
2: sir, <laughs>
1: well, sir,
0: yes, sir. Yeah, if we were pounding beers, I would throw a good story out about about not having underwear on another time yeah we'll save that one another (laughs) season that
1: one uh put a put a bookmark (laughs) in that one for me there (laughs) august 5th for all you (laughs) (laughs) guys Underwear day august 5th uh, so it's before the expo i'm putting
3: this in my calendar i'm not even kidding i'm going down (laughs) i use my calendar on my phone for everything august 5th national underwear day
1: well there's no other real holidays in august so we might as well celebrate that one yeah i have um when I worked in I worked in Manhattan
0: for a few years in Rockefeller Center and I was walking I don't know there was Times Square Times Square had like this un, you could you get in your underwear and just hang out in Times Square.
1: <laughs> That's called oh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. you, you wear diapers New Year's Eve.
0: So yeah. National Diaper around, Day. Walked around in my underwear for a little bit just for the hell of it just just to do it. Then it's warm out so like are we good. talking
3: like whitey tidies Larry? What were you rocking there, buddy? Give the boxer briefs
1: striped silk. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Hotter than a pair of rats in a wool sock. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, yes, I had
0: a, I had to move to the potato. Um, you know, <laughs> to the, I had to take it from the back to the front and put it in the front. What? I don't know what the fuck that's. <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Uh... <laughs> yeah. He's a good running
3: back. Gosh, I think I've heard that name before.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, the the the, the franchise tag, all that kind of nonsense has passed, and there's no, no um, it hasn't,
3: Larry. The yeah, deadline has. is next
2: week. What?
3: No, this is like a historically early point in time for the Bengals to have tagged T. Higgins. He's only like the well, second that because they the that game. was
1: the one option they had that made sense right and then you get these other teams that are announcing that they are that who they're not using the tag on and and those, that, are those are just leaks that were privy to it's not like it's over yet but right. none of these running backs are expected to get the tag like we saw the Tony Pollard news today. Exactly yeah.
3: same thing with Mixon and Jacobs and Saquon. Yes none yeah. of those guys are getting it doesn't
1: ready. make sense to to franchise a running back because you can let them go anyway. Right. Yeah. It's not they,
3: like you pay them more if they hit the market.
0: So we can no. assume, I guess, that they're, these guys are going to be free agents. And there's some big yeah. names out there. Sure. Now, you're a Cowboys guy, right? Mm hmm. You want one of these guys? And when I say these guys, yeah. we're talking, you know, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, that's, Tony Pollard. It's be
1: interesting because. None of the guys that are on the roster this in 23 are going to be there except for Deuce Vaughn. The other three guys are gone and they might retain Rico Dowdle just because they do have a club option on him, but Pollard's in the wind. He's going to find a new landing spot. Makes sense for him. And then Malik, uh, Malik is moving on. He wasn't even making the, making the roster during the season after his injury. So, Uh, This is going to be a whole new running back room. So theoretically, the Cowboys could go with two mid-range guys or they could go with one of these studs like Jacobs and Henry and then get another mid-level guy below him to spell him. And that would make sense to me. But I think Jacobs is the best fit for the Cowboys offense. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it would be really cool to have Derrick Henry, even in the twilight of his career, uh, put out one or two. Uh, double-digit touchdown seasons because they've needed that thumper on the goal line that they missed. They missed Zeke last year. I mean, right. for Absolutely. for all that he wasn't the last couple of years, he still was plenty a professional running back. He could score from the goal line. He could get those tough yards. He, of course, wasn't the the um, unbelievable phenomenon that he was his first three or four seasons, but he was enough. And when, when they had to use Tony Pollard as a goal line back, he didn't have those instincts. I think he has all the ability and talent, but he doesn't have those instincts that Zeke had to know where the where the momentum was going to end up on just like your goal line dive play. You have to follow the right blocker to score. And Pollard didn't do that. And Zeke obviously still did, even with New England. We saw Zeke still look like a really quality professional running back. Yeah. yeah, so you
3: so you don't think the Cowboys bring Pollard back on a deal, like a two year deal or something, or even a three year deal. See that's yeah, a- I mean it,
1: it they very well could if they see that as the best option. I don't but think, they're I think big, big money. they'll make it. they'll make a run at Jacobs and Henry for sure. Jerry Jones is never immune to taking a risk on an aging sure. player if he finds the right value. And he could if he wants I mean. Jerry Jones hasn't been really trying to win a championship for 20 years. It's about keeping the team relevant. So this team's never rebuilt. This team is never out of it before they start. As long as they are talked about, Jerry Jones is doing exactly what he wants to do. Right. Yeah, it's true. So and that's, that's where we're at is he makes the splash transactions. The salary cap going up helps him retain guys like Tank Lawrence at defensive end. Make up, make these mega deals happen with with Dak Prescott, and then of course Micah Parsons next year is going to need a big contract. You're no way in hell you're letting him go.
0: And these running backs, Mike, uh, you know they're going to be few and far between because the running back class looks to be kind of light this year.
1: Pretty so light. So these bets might... are going to get a shot at it for sure. Yeah,
3: this will be the first year in several years that the bets have maybe some leverage, for where. Sure. Where you it was got the opposite last year. Two. Yeah, no leverage last
1: year. No no names and no leverage. This year – You got you guys of- like Fournette, who was actually pretty good the year before last, not even get a job all year. Right. That's yeah. wild.
0: What a waste. Now, there's, there's your roster clogger right there.
3: The fact that Dalvin Cook got a job and Leonard Fournette couldn't broke my mind.
1: What blew my mind was how quickly they went from – pretty incredible, consistent running backs to not usable at all. I worry about that with some of these guys, like (laughs) like Eckler, especially. We already saw kind of that decline happen last year. Yeah. That's rough. Well, once Kellen Moore, once Kellen Moore got there, I was like, yeah, the Eckler thing that he had with Joe Lombardi at OC, that's not happening this year. Like, Kellen Moore does not throw the ball to running backs, and we needed that from Eckler.
0: So, who do you think they sign for? Who's going to be their RB one week one? Which who for the Cowboys? Oh, okay, I think Jacobs. Wow, <clears throat> which opens things up, opens the floodgates. Does Amir White take over?
1: Take over? Uh, I think that's already that's already in the plans. I think the Raiders saw what they needed to see from Zamir last year, and and I'm thankful that I was really high on him coming out. <laughs> I right. was like, yeah, this Zamir White thing was pretty shaky at first. <laughs> uh, didn't have, really he, didn't have the best rookie season, if you know what I mean. But, Gee, yeah, was he fit the rounder or sixth rounder or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he exploded at the end of last year. Yeah. The Raiders under Antonio Pierce had a whole different identity, and, of course, that was a no-brainer hire for them. Even though Mark Davis made it look like he was braining pretty hard, <laughs>
0: so who do you think's going to be the RB one in in for the Chargers? Because we have, I guess Eckler's. I mean, he he could probably sign back there. I guess I could see. Yeah, him. Yeah, re- Eckler <laughs> Eckler is going to find a deal probably back with the Chargers, but um, so. yep. I can't imagine anybody else being there for some reason
1: just think about Blake Corum as as a pick that they they look to get and maybe even a little earlier than a lot of teams might go middle to end of second round the the Chargers might be looking to add a Michigan guy they got Greg Roman running the offense they have Jim Harbaugh I mean it's the it's the maize and blue down there in powder blue now so look for them to draft a guy that they know Because running backs that are young and promising, like Blake Corum, who's 5'8", 220, that's a bowling ball out there. And he's quick, he's shifty, he's got good vision. Uh, I think that that recency bias from Harbaugh and Roman, knowing what they have in Blake Corum, is they might reach a little bit to make sure they get their guy. Um, Another guy to look for is Audric Estime, the Notre Dame guy, because they saw him firsthand. So you think uh,
0: Corum's a... P- could be uh, potentially a day two pick.
3: Yeah, I think quorum's a day two pick, third round at worst.
1: Yeah, and, and really, right. we're not going to see a first rounder running back this no. year. But that doesn't mean we won't see a cluster of them in the second and third. Right.
3: right. Nice. Yeah, it just naturally it's going to happen. They're going to four or five guys are going to go in the second and third round just because that's mm-hmm. that's the NFL. They you get
1: you that. get a run go and people start freaking out that their guy's not going to be there. Yeah.
3: and They got to replace all these old guys anyway. You know, like that's just yeah. – there's, there's no getting around that. Like teams are going to have to replace these guys. And fantasy think- guys think
1: about this. Dynasty guys think about this more than NFL GMs, but dynasty players are more likely to say, oh, yeah, the class in 25 is so much better for running backs. These NFL teams are looking to fill needs now. They're not necessarily saying – Hey, we're gonna sit around at running back and wait for next year because you can't really do that in practical football sense. The, they're gonna have to fill the needs they have because they're not their fans and their business isn't going to do well if they're only planning for the future and not this one. They're already giving up on this year but at a certain position that's pretty important. Yeah, that doesn't really happen. These teams are these teams are really locked into this year.
0: How, uh, how many QBs do you think go in the first round of the NFL draft?
1: I say four. Four? Yeah. All right. Fifth one maybe at the end. But traditionally, with the last few years, we haven't seen that that Lamar Jackson-style late first trade-up yeah. by a team who yeah, was like just lurking there. Like, because most of the teams with quarterback needs are going to get their guy in the really right at the beginning of the first round mm-hmm. via trade up or via their pick that's already established. Uh, there's four or five of those teams, and you, with the wide receiver and offensive line talent in the top ten, it's it's actually more likely that one of these top four guys slips to fifteen or sixteen.
0: I I took Puka Nakua. In a DLF John Hogue mock draft two days ago, guess what round I took him in? The
3: second. There I'd say wait, pick twenty-seven. Wait, one QB or
0: superflex? Did you say superflex? Super flex. John Hogue league. It's a superflex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. John. Yeah. All right. what, what what pick did you say, Bo? Twenty-seven. What do you think, Two oh nine. So like the twenty-first pick. You say 21st. I took him with at the 305, the 29th pick. Oh, yeah. that's close. Yeah, man. <laughs> I,
2: didn't even,
1: I didn't even know your draft position, Larry. <laughs> that's crazy. Fuck, man. <laughs> I
0: took him. I, well, he brought Can me you tell I'm
1: the- still locked in right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, Stevie um,
0: D in the chat. What up, Stevie D? Hey, buddy. Yeah, this this DLF draft is interesting. You know, it's weird, some, some weird stuff. Um, you know, John Hoag throws these around Twitter. If you want to jump in one of his, it creates the uh, the DLF ADP. What do you? Is there a trait that
3: you look for, whether it's at the combine or on tape, that stands out more? And do you put so, more stock into that?
1: Yeah, it, the running backs really do need to show something at the combine with the explosive movements. Like the forties, one thing. But the 10-yard split on the 40 makes more sense to me because I want to see quick acceleration. And I want to see just their running style on tape. Like, I, I like guys that run with good pad level and lean, and they have contact balance because those are the things that translate from college to the pros. Like, guys that run away from people in college aren't necessarily going to be able to run away from professional defenders, especially with how athletic these guys are getting. Uh, so running backs really do have to test well for me in the vertical jump and your explosive motions and in, in the cone drills. If they do them, those, I pay attention to those too. But uh, running backs, it's about just what I see on tape that could translate to the next level. Where like, hey, you got your you got a guy in your gap. As soon as you get the ball, what are you doing on the fly? Are you improving and making something out of it? Or you are you doing crazy stuff to try to get into a different gap, like jump cuts. And I, I like to see a guy take some punishment and see how he reacts. Some of these guys, they get their bell rung and then you don't see the same back the rest of the game. Like they get shocked out of the game. And some of these some of these guys that are in this class don't really do that. They're they're pretty strong throughout. And they get stronger as the day goes on. That's another notch in the belt for Audric Estime from Notre Dame. That guy's an absolute load out there.
2: So
3: he's a lot
1: faster yeah. than people think. I think Estime's gonna run a four four five or four five five. And for a guy his size, that's gonna make some that's gonna have some buzz behind it.
0: So we did a a, a live mock draft last week and CJ Straub went one oh two.
3: This <laughs> <laughs> that reaction, love it. I love it because I had the same reaction. So I was like, Woof. Hell,
2: right?
1: Uh, he I mean, went it's okay. It's okay. I mean, it is okay to love that guy that much, but aren't we as a whole getting a little over our skis on Stroud? Yes, there's no doubt about that. That's all I'm saying. Would He's a wonderful player, and it is going to be for a very long time. It is warranted to take him at 102. But when I'm looking at other guys around 102, I have a stronger feeling about those guys over Stroud. Yeah, and, Stroud I, I guess, and Stroud's nice, but I, I don't first. know if he's 102 nice.
3: yeah I went first. No one, You can't like in good faith take Stroud over Mahomes. It doesn't make any sense.
1: It, I mean, it doesn't because neither one of them is a Konami code quarterback. Yeah. And like that's like you're you're going Josh Allen 101. And then if it's me, I'm taking the guys that get some rushing work behind him. Mahomes doesn't get that much anymore. And Stroud really doesn't get any. And so you're relying on him throwing 35 touchdowns every year. And is that gonna happen? Or is he like Joe Burrow who has one amazing season and then something happens in every other season? Like, Joe Burrow was at this exact point two years ago. Right. And and look at him now.
3: Yeah, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week. That, uh, is, has Joe Burrow already hit his ceiling? Like is is what he is what we've seen? And I think it's possible that he's like that mid-30s touchdown guy, and that's what we see from him. He
1: never it's offers anything. It's him. not bad, though. It's a really good a problem. Low, to have. You know, mid to low QB1, <laughs>
3: but definitely not yeah, like yeah. the elite game changer for your fantasy lineup, you know? And I don't yeah. know that Stroud can be that either, but Stroud has that extreme youth ceiling that we've seen is reasonable. You know, it's not like he's going to be scoring 16 points a game. He, he oh, all yeah. in his first year he's done more than T. Law has done in three years. So, see, having
1: Richardson at 10 there, that's stealing.
0: Well, yeah, this is the this is this the uh, ADP mock I'm doing right now with john hoag uh, i wasn't he brought me in after the second pick. i made the third pick was my first pick so whoever was making picks first took stroud at the 105 i'm kind of okay with him there i guess i don't know burrow's kind of early yeah. for me what, yeah, about very... what about
3: hurts and stroud Is, are people that down on hurts right now do I need to go far more, Jay
0: Hurts at 106, you mean? You think Hurts, I mean, was once the 101. Now he's 10, going 106 in this particular mock draft. I'm not taking I've seen. Back.
1: I'm seeing him going even later than that. Wow. And it is It is too low because it's still a guy who's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. Ton
3: of, he scored a shit ton of points this year. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what. People get biased by how the team did at the end of the season. He wasn't bad. hmm You know, it's not not like he was – They couldn't
1: cover anybody.
0: Right. Uh, And this mock has – Their offensive
1: play calling was so bad that I don't think anybody could have done anything. Yeah. Lamar
0: vaulted back up to the 103. Burrow 4.
3: 2 this year in scoring and goes at the 106. And what is he, 24? 25. 25, yeah. So that's too low for me. I still want him in that top tier with Mahomes and Allen. But I don't think that you can take in in my opinion, I don't think you can take Josh Allen behind Mahomes at this point. Like he's outscored Mahomes in like four of the last five seasons or something like that. Like it's Mahomes
1: in the last six years has only been the quarterback one one time. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, you got all these guys that are gonna outscore a very safe bet to be top five. But that then, that's right. where the value. That's All the right. value right. with Mahomes. You know Mahomes is going to be top five no matter what happens. Yeah, except the and that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, that, like even then he was what seven, eight. Yeah, but it's still yeah. So you're looking at a guy who, in his worst statistical season, is still a very viable starter every single week. Sure, he's not killing you by any stretch. And then you, that's your safety blanket. And your 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 meteor rocket shots are on your Konami quarterbacks like Richardson and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Those are the yeah, guys Allen, has who-
3: been, Allen has been the QB one. He was the QB one in 2020, 2021, and this past year. And he was not he was the QB two last year, but you gotta remember he also basically missed an entire game. Yeah. Because of DeMar Hamlin. Not because of, but as a result of yeah. that,
0: right? So,
1: so his he was QB one in points per game. Yeah, should have been the QB one.
0: Is that production's to sustainable? Being that yeah. he did not really use his presumable wide receiver one in, in digs for once they got the new offensive coordinator. If
3: Josh Allen was throwing for thirty five hundred yards and twenty two touchdowns a year, I would have questions. But when he's out there throwing for 4,500 yards or 4,400 yards and 35 or 40 touchdowns, how do you you argue with that? Like he had a bad season this year and he threw for 29 touchdowns.
1: (laughs) And ran in 10 more.
3: Right, right. I mean, he had 37, 36, and 35 touchdowns the three previous years. (laughs) It seems sustainable to me. I mean, this guy has 22,000 passing yards after six seasons. I mean, he ain't exactly – Sitting on his hands back there.
0: So who's the wide receiver one? Is it Case Kincaid? The, the going to be the guy?
3: Well, how can Kincaid well, be the guy when he's fighting with Knox out there for for targets? And, and well,
0: yeah, you know, I feel like they may be grooming him for a larger role. That's
3: I know thinking. this. Is hilarious. I heard
1: that story at the beginning of last year. Right, exactly. Wow. Larry
3: is Larry's trying to speak.
1: Kincaid's way. gonna be the slot receiver. Kincaid's gonna split out wide. I was like watching the tape for him at Utah against USC the first time when he scored all these points, and then the second game, USC who has no defense shut Kincaid down just oh. by putting a DB on him instead of a linebacker. That was how easy it was. So I didn't see all this Kincaid. Uh, upside that everybody did. like He, of course, is a really solid receiving tight end, but he was never going to be your elite guy, right. especially, when, especially when Knox was healthy. It wasn't ever going to happen because there's Khalil Shakir is their wide receiver one in the back uh. half. And that's just because that's because Diggs got filtered out. For whatever reason, Diggs wasn't the guy down the stretch, even though he should have been because the proof is in the pudding. The bills fell apart. And, and should have gotten deeper into that playoff run, but they phased out their best player out of the offense. It uh, is so really weird give, me, the give me Shakir at cost. Shakir at cost is incredible value.
3: They love that
1: guy. Well, Gabe Davis
3: is going to be gone. I think that's kind good. Of a given. Um, and so now you're looking at Dig, Shakir, and the two tight ends. And so they're going to have to bring somebody in. Now, I don't know who that is, whether it's a rookie you know, maybe a second-round rookie pick or uh, a free agent. I don't know what happens with Goblin and Evans. I think it could be one of those guys. I, I don't know. I'm not at all concerned about Josh Allen's production. Like, dude, is QB won for the last four years, basically. Why even argue it? Why even fight it? Like we all love Mahomes. Yeah. I have Mahomes in a bunch. And of it's it's
1: apparent that he doesn't need Stephon Diggs to still be that Cuban Right, one. exactly. Like Stephon could be within any, any decent receiving core.
0: Well, Diggs Diggs isn't going to deal with that because he's kind of a uh, one of those old school diva wide receivers. He's- I, who cares about Diggs in in the grand scheme of Josh Allen? Diggs is not the
3: is not the uh, X factor.
0: Well, who's the wide receiver you want then? Who's the fantasy friendly? I know you want Josh Allen because he's the whole team, but who's? I mean, in this particular mock draft, it's the reason I brought up Kincaid. He was the first Buffalo skill position drafted outside of Josh Allen in this mock draft. Who who do you want in Buffalo? Like James Cook? I mean, really? I mean, who do you want in Buffalo without? But but, uh, such a uh, just uh, just a uh, potent offensive team, you really can only have one guy, right? Who is it who do you yeah. want?
1: Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> but the oversold part of Dynasty is this mentality that we need stacks. Right. We absolutely do not need stacks in Dynasty. But you your job me. is to yeah. maximize value in every transaction you make. If it's a waiver edition, if it's a trade, it should make your team better. And that doesn't lead you down that path. Like I won a couple years of championships with the Allen and Diggs stack. That's the, that's the nice stack of the last few years. That's that we've ridden home to many championships. That era might be over. It's okay. Josh Allen still scoring a shit ton of points, right. regardless of who's out there. And I want to be part of that. So quarterback life lifespan in dynasty so much longer than these other positions is for the next year or two, who the hell cares who his wide receiver one is it's yeah. QB one. And that's it. Yeah, I think
3: it says a lot about the entire team and the and how we're valuing all those players. That Kincaid is the first position player off the board, and it was pretty far down, you know, relative to first player off of other teams. You know, especially
1: I still with have the Shakir. quarterback. I right think now. he's on. He's he's on his way. Who's that? Clue. Shakir. Shakir. Yeah.
0: You like the Shakir? Wow, this guy wanted Shakir thrown in on a, on a deal. Of he did last year listen to both in the OG League. <laughs> and uh I was like, Yeah, sure, no problem. Honestly, to me, Shakir is a guy
3: that is somebody I really probably won't want to start very much because I well, don't
0: yeah. see him breaking out into it, even a wide receiver too. Oh, no, right. because it's it's the whole Buffalo effect again, it's just all Josh Allen. So he's gonna have your Gabe Davis game. You know, your one game of fucking like 150 During, yards and three touchdowns. During
1: 2023, he was better than Gabe Davis the entire time. And that's before Gabe leaves town. So what does that tell you about what the pecking order already is? Gabe Davis being out of town without even a sniff of an offer tells you everything you need to know about what they feel about Khalil Shakir. Yeah. Because that that became their flanker. Right. You got digs at X. You got... Shakira at flanker. You have Kincaid in the slot. You have Knox in, mm-hmm. in the inline position when they go to 12 or to 12 personnel. That's that was what they identified as is a 12 personnel team with two outside wideouts, And then they threw their extra fourth wide receiver or, or fifth option was their outlet back James Cook and him running those little wheels in Texas routes knifed up defenses because they were trying to go two high safeties, prevent the big play because Josh Allen's got that kind of arm talent and it, they got diced up by Shakir underneath in the middle and by James Cook running routes. It was. And then of course, when you spread out to try to cover all these blades of grass, you still got a six foot five horse in the backfield at quarterback. that can take it to the house on his own merit anytime he wants. That's, that's what the bill's offense is, is just get into space for Josh Allen, and if you're covered, Josh Allen's going to make room for himself.
0: Yeah, I, Justin, I think I traded you Josh Allen for Lamar yeah. Jackson in a first-round pick. Actually. Uh, yeah, Perfect. and it ended up being Kincaid. Josh <laughs> Allen, it
3: was Lamar Jackson and Kincaid for Josh Allen or something, right? Didn't you take Kincaid with that? God uh, damn it, you're going to make it
0: me
1: see, uh, It seems pretty fair on both sides, honestly. Yeah, uh, I ended up moving
3: Josh Allen at the end of last year to someone who had Herbert. I did that. Uh, you found the, the draft, Larry. What'd you take?
0: No, I found the I found the <laughs> Khalil Shakur trade that I made. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is the one it's we were doing.
0: <laughs> Check this out. I traded for Shakur on May first, and then traded him away on May thirty first of twenty twenty. No flip. I gave up the 104 for Khalil Shakur, the 105, and the second round pick.
1: You put carpet over the laminate flooring and then <laughs> him flipped it. <laughs> and and flipped on, that house.
0: And then on May 31st, I gave up Shakur and the 105 for DJ Moore, the 202, and the 206.
1: That's a good deal.
2: Woo!
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Wheeling and dealing, uh, baby.
3: DJ uh, Moore is exciting. You gave up the one hundred and seven, or I gave up the Lamar and the one hundred and seven for Josh Allen. So let's go see okay. what happened. The one hundred and seven was Jordan Addison. That's actually nice.
0: Oh, well, I traded Addison.
3: So you I traded Addison before he was worth
0: anything, didn't you? Uh, I can't well, believe <laughs>
3: you took Addison over Kincaid.
0: <laughs> no, I traded Addison for James Cook and Luke Musgrave at a one point five. I'm sorry. Addison for James Cook and Musgrave <laughs> in a one point five. That was on August twenty fifth.
1: That was August twenty fifth. Uh, yeah, before he was worth anything. <laughs> nope. oh, <Ouch>. nope. Those <laughs> are the ones that hurt. <laughs> they hurt so bad. When you look back at those ones, you're like, oh. So speaking of yep. DJ Moore, then, I have a trade offer,
3: and oh, it's, it's not a good one. It's existing. It, I got it while we were recording.
0: Oh, let's hear it.
3: Through, let's see. Uh, Thirty-one minutes ago. It's not great. It's I get DJ Moore. I give up Kyler Murray. No, th- no that's <laughs>
0: silly. They give me a break And a super flex. Come on, man.
3: Yeah. I also have a trade. I love, Ky- I love
0: Kyler Murray. So. Let's...
3: Me too. Belt me. Me too. I'm like the, oh, the Kyler
0: Murray truther. You guys aren't gonna like Amen. the trade that I have sitting in my inbox, then.
3: Well, the, the other one I mentioned in the uh, Patreon just to get some feedback on, but Devonte Adams or the two hundred three and two hundred nine contender Play Devontae, Adams, the... Devontae Adams
0: Devonte Adams or what
3: for the two hundred three and two hundred nine?
0: Twelve team, yeah, twelve team. There's That's no nice. like, there's no like one thirteen loser. Fucking no. There's no none of that. Like 203 200. I don't know. I don't know if I do that. I mean, how much
1: do you really hate Devontae making that deal? Right.
0: That's a that's not a trade you do out
1: but in the this time right. of year. Devante is the guy I'm riding until he just goes to dust.
0: Or or, or be, someone else really needs him. Yeah,
1: and see, I would be getting Devonte.
2: Oh.
3: Um then it's a good deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
3: mind it. That's one's
0: a late two, one's one's an outside the top 20 pick.
3: Yeah, it's 209, yeah. so the 21st pick. Yeah, that's
0: after the cliff.
3: Yeah, so I don't know, you know why you don't do that. Give up the 203 and the 209 for him. Yeah, yeah, it so seems like one a of the top
1: team five best wide receivers in the, in the game. Like he he's he did great with fucking Aiden O'Connell out Dude, there. He's
0: getting to get like twelve targets a game. Yeah,
1: you guys. He's talking. the only guy that gets open every single time.
0: Him and Zamir White are gonna fucking eat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jacoby Myers is great, but he's also hurt a lot, so he I, I want to trust world. him. But so but can I tell you?
0: Can I just? Locked. Can I just digress just for a second? When I made that Khalil Shakur trade on May 1st on a one week prior to that on April 22nd, that's when I gave up the Josh Allen pick. (laughs) But I had traded for Josh Allen on February 27th. Yeah. I gave up Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, the 4-1 and the 4-2 for Josh Allen.
3: And see, that shit right there didn't make any Sheesh. sense.
0: On February 27th, it does. Monday at 8.29 p.m. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Who traded this? Time, this time of year is squirrely, though. You like yes. I'm, I'm trying to get, get picks, but the picks are so expensive right now for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. This is and the time so of year you right now, quality. you're supposed to get picks. Yeah, picks. this time of year, you're shopping your picks out to get vets like getting Devonte Adams for two random seconds that, I mean, they could turn into nobody and nobody.
0: Oh, speaking of on uh, July 13th, I traded uh Kadarius Tony and a 24 second for J- James Connor and Keenan Allen.
1: I love getting rid of Tony. <laughs> I, I have, I've had one ever and I, and I got him for a, I traded him away for a second round pick and I still haven't acquired a single share since.
0: But these are the types of deals you make in February and May and July. It's just like you get the, you, you might. oh well, yeah, you got and Allen out
1: of that deal. That's smart. Like you're going after these bets that are depressed in value. Now that are going to rise in value as we get closer to the season. Mm-hmm. And these rookies are hyped up to no end right now because it's rookie fever. And especially once the combine happens, once the draft happens and we find out where these guys are going and rookie rookie fever is going to be out of control. And we're still in that really fun little pocket of time where you're trying to acquire veteran players for picks because the picks have so much value right now.
0: Yeah, you could really load up this time of year. There, there is that window where the picks you know start flying for, for players, and some folks that are just sad. like into it. Uh, now, you guys are both familiar with the with the incoming class. The the trade that's sitting in my inbox right now is kyler murray or michael wilson the stack or justin fields and the 109 12 team two-point tight end that's kyler murray michael wilson fields in the 109.
1: Oh, fields and 109 is sexy as 109 is gonna be somebody like roma dunce or you think like, you dropped yeah we yeah, it's we're, we're we're pretty loaded at the top here. I think we're going to see could him be a Troy, could be a Troy Franklin, who I'm a big fan of. You are a big fan of him. 6'2", C2. 170. flies flies. Yeah, he looks so much like Calvin Ridley out there. It's just this dude just roasts guys on the outside. Savvy route runner. Yep, fast as hell, uh, and can be get Adun- open. They-
0: Adunze- guys
1: with good. Lease packages they can get open and then burn on the back end. Once they get the ball, that's, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. So you're going to get Harrison. You're going to get your top three quarterbacks for sure. In the, in the early first, right. you're going to get Harrison neighbors, Bowers. That's six. And then, and then you're looking at the next tier of wide receivers, a Dune say Franklin. I mean, there's just 12 excellent wide receivers Still that are far, going to one big cluster there. Oh guys. But 109. You're sitting, 109. You're sitting there saying, "I'm going to get a really good wide receiver here," or maybe some. This this class went four four quarterbacks, and Bowers is still sitting there, right? And I got I get Brock Bowers at 109, a two point tight end, which should never happen, but it will happen because these wide receivers are going to get pumped up, and Bowers is not. A tight end, the tight end getting burned last couple years not everybody can be sam laporta this yeah. is we're getting burned left and right by these promising rookie tight end prospects yeah. when in reality we should just be patient with them because they still end up turning into the player that they were going to be anyway that's why i'm still holding kyle pitts everywhere damn it yeah because this new offense he's gonna be running with zach is gonna be exciting like we're gonna actually see I mean, look what he did with Tyler fucking Higby. Higby's <laughs> garbage. Higby's garbage, and the dude just standing wide open on every play. All he had to do is just stand there, and he was the outlet pass. And you had a guy that can run like Kyle Pitts in that role. It's so it's so appealing. Okay. Yeah, I'm hoping for it. I'm
3: taking the Kyler side, and not because I don't like the 109, but because I don't like Justin Fields'
1: long-term oh, prospects. Man. I think, I think Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields could be an MVP candidate for the next five years running. He's that good. Aha!
3: Uh-huh. Not throwing the ball, he ain't.
1: <laughs> oh, if he goes <laughs> to Atlanta, if he goes to Atlanta, which I do think he does, then wheels are up for that offense. That offense is going to score a bazillion points. The
3: only question I have is: Is
1: he capable?
3: Not. Not will. Oh they- yeah.
1: Yes, is he though? One million percent. Yes. See, that's my problem. Is we he was a top football. five fantasy quarterback with no supporting cast. But no, that's no. not true.
3: Because you get him Mo, Yeah, DJ Moore and Cole commit on that. Team, no, bro.
1: we're talking 2022 when he was healthy. He was QB one yeah. four See, out of five questions. weeks. Yeah, but <laughs> four to
3: five weeks. With nobody, uh, is not in his ability to score fantasy points. My question is in his ability to be a starter for an NFL team because without the throwing, without the throwing, he is he's Tim Tebow out there. I mean, it's just he's
1: not doing anything with his arm. So,
3: this is the guy who he
1: did, yeah, he did start, uh, he did start, uh, with Matt Nagy as an offensive coordinator, and then he got stuck with what's his name. I can't even remember his name. The guy just got canned this year. I'm blank as well. So, yeah, we're talking about he's been dealt the worst hand. What he showed with his arm at Ohio State is, are the glimpses that we saw when his offense wasn't completely inept around him in Chicago, where if even if he didn't run a 4-4 and have 1,000-yard seasons rushing, his throwing at Ohio State and in glimpses, despite all the odds, have been incredible. This guy is, I think, more talented than Jalen Hurts. He's more talented as a player. We just haven't seen it because he's been dealt a shitty hand. I think in going to Atlanta or Pittsburgh, where something's established that he can actually use his skills in any kind of fashion, Matt Nagy wanted Andy Dalton over him, even though they spent a high pick on him. It makes no sense at all that (laughs) Justin Fields can't be a top five fantasy quarterback and somebody that, with enough talent around him and a decent offensive coordinator, could be an MVP candidate every single year because he's that young and he's that talented.
3: He was my QB2 far and away in that class. I had oh, yeah. T-Law and Justin Fields, and I had Justin Fields closer to T-Law than I did to Trey Lance. Yeah. whatever. But I just don't – I have not seen it from him at all. I mean, there's been games here and there. There's been halves here and there. There's not been a three- or four-game stretch where he's put it all together. And that, that makes me question whether he's got it because we're now three years in, headed into year four, mm-hmm. and he's not shown that he has actually evolved as a passer. And to give him – because he's only got one more year to prove it. He's done. After If he has another year with 2,500, 2,700 yards passing and, you know, teen touchdowns, you know, 17, 19 touchdowns, he's done. He's a backup. Because no one wants to go. The, the Bears went five and eight with him as, as a starter last year. No one wants to have a losing record with a quarterback who hasn't made a step forward, but you know, throwing under center.
0: Uh, blah, blah blah. No blah. one's gonna.
3: No one's gonna invest in that.
0: I took the deal just now, as you as you were yeah. talking. <laughs> the one o nine, maybe <laughs> all about the one o nine. Michael Wilson. Listen, so uh, so Rocky. Michael Wilson's done
1: nothing.
3: Hold on, Larry. I you- – Jim says yeah, Larry a, secretly loves Fields. It is not a secret, Jim. Larry loves Fields. <laughs> so, well,
1: here's the deal with that With that trade. It's a good deal because I consider Kyler Murray and Justin Fields to be about equal. So you're saying, do you want the 109 or do you want Michael Wilson? And that's the 109 a million times out of a million. Yeah. It's a pretty easy trade yeah. to take.
0: Well, See, yeah, like the Kyler stack knows.
1: doesn't hold much value.
0: Because of this conversation. So Rocky Petrella of the Dynasty... Uh, Junkies. With the uh, trade addicts. No junkies. Junkies and uh, whatever. <laughs> they so, well, yeah. That's his podcast, the junkies. Okay. <laughs> well, Rocky's in our listener league, which we have a, a, an open orphan. Somebody wants to take it. Mm. Hey there. Well, no, we have two. Two orphans? We had yeah,
3: we had another person who is dropping some leagues. He dropped our league and oh. a, another league that we're in together with him. So we have two orphans. You're interested in on uh it. 42 team, three copy league, 14 team divisions. Uh, lots of lots of names, lots of players. Some quirky rules in there. Uh, high tight end premium and reach out, reach you know, out, drafting reach some out. first round picks in your rookie drafts.
0: Here that we sounds are,
1: fun, everybody.
0: Yeah. So Rocky passed. He does the Dynasty Game Night as well, and, he, and he's like, hey, anybody wants to fill out this form, whatever. No. You cannot. No, no, Larry, you cannot. You cannot put the questions out there. I
3: can't blow them up. No, you cannot. That is the reason that they do. No, stop. I'm saving you, Larry. I didn't sign no confidentiality agreement. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna keep talking till you move on from this. We cannot talk about what those questions were. That is not fair for anyone out there who might be on the show on the game show no larry absolutely not well i'm just giving you my okay well my answer was
0: justin fields
3: okay good all right congratulations now we'll figure it out later but yeah uh fields is not a secret for uh larry larry is openly a Fields man,
0: dude guy starts out slow and then goes berserk that's that's how it's know, I like. I, I value
3: job security, and he has none right now. He has zero job security.
0: <laughs> he did that, that the whole salary reset is so huge for a team
3: that it's has, especially been- if you're not winning games and they're not. He has not won games. Yeah. He's he's leading his team to top five overall picks.
0: Uh-huh. Well whatever i don't know what to tell you i'm excited <laughs> the 109 rookie You're field end up with a lot of
3: backup fields in 2025 a lot of backup quarterbacks and justin Fields.
0: you right? know you and you want all the quarterbacks to be drafted in the first round because that will that will pump them up for the first round of a rookie draft and which, yeah, which and then we will knock everybody that. else down to you for if you have a late round pick right late first so Yeah, the 109 who knows hopefully we get Couple of those other QBs drafted in the first round, and
3: if JJ McCarthy goes in the top fifteen, does he vault in the top six or seven of a rookie draft, or do people still stay sticky? I don't see why not. Well, I'm asking, do you think that the people I know, I, I, we get your answer, but do you think that he pushes into the top six of a super flex draft, or is he still, you know, behind Bowers and all those guys? Like if Bowers is the 106 right now. With neighbors and uh Marvin Harrison Jr. and three run in the three quarterbacks, does he now vault in front of Bowers or are we still taking Bowers? Are we still taking a Are We're still taking Drew, Troy Franklin before uh JJ McCarthy, that kind of thing. Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah, so he gets he can... down to like the one nine, one ten range at the earliest.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't think that he can vault into the top half of the first or even the top eight. Who? JJ McCarthy. No, I think he's locked in the the rookie draft. Yeah. Even if he goes top 15 in the NFL draft, I don't think he can get into the, there's too much, there's too much. No, And
1: he's not, he's not the kind of guy that's going to put up rushing yards and he's not a stat batter anyway like he's going to be your game manager type and that's all that he's going to be at the next level. Yeah, he has big play potential, but I don't think a team is going to draft him to be this uh wearing a cape kind of guy.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh Jim Dickey says uh he's comparing um Josh Allen and uh And uh, Justin Fields, he says, if I remember correctly, this same thing was said about him his first three years. Talking about Josh Allen, actually, Mm -hmm. what we saw was progressive improvement from Josh Allen from year one, two into year three. Thanks to what?
1: Thanks to what?
3: Did he get his DJ? Did he get get his DJ more in uh, Stephon Diggs though?
1: When he got his on top of a a really good play caller,
3: he got both. He got That's both. Terrible. He exploded for 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns his, his third yeah. year. So we didn't see any explosion out of out of Fields, play caller or not. He, you know what is what's crazy is he he had like a 71 percent completion percentage to DJ Moore, which means that mm-hmm. every other player that he
1: threw to, he was just shit.
0: Hold on, hold on. So so this trade that means went that through right? Every player
1: killed. he threw to couldn't get open at all. I'm getting killed in the chat right now for making this deal. Yeah. No, you're, I think you're right. Some
0: dude was like, this was a bad trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I made this deal with Shane Manila, by the way. That, oh, that, uh, right. that, that trades in five guy. <laughs> Shane is the worst.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he just, he just uh, scooped Kyler Murray off of Larry Monkey.
0: Uh, <laughs> Murray and the 109, baby. I'm, I'm excited. I
1: love Justin Fields. So I think you're just getting the value from 109 to Wilson. That's honestly the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we view uh Fields and Murray differently because I
3: think Murray is the established, has the has the contract, has won games in the NFL, has taken a team to the playoffs, etc. Right. Uh, uh Dickie Fields had DJ Moore this year, just like um uh, had, had Stephon had Diggs. What do you want to say? You know? Very comparable in that in that respect. Like he got his can't pretend
1: that DJ Moore is Stefan Diggs, though, not from three years ago. I mean, they basically he's he's great, but Stefan Diggs was like a hundred and sixty target guy for three straight years. Yeah, but do you remember how
3: diggs was before he got to Buffalo? He wasn't that guy. He was the wide receiver two. No, he was the wide receiver two behind Thielen on on the Vikings
1: but he was still a 1,000-yard receiver and in a so run-heavy so scheme in Minnesota.
3: <laughs> so was, so was uh, DJ Moore in Carolina, 1,000-yard receiver in a run-heavy scheme. It's, 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 it's really comparable how they did as far as that goes. Diggs, before he got to Buffalo, 1,130 yards on 63 ca- catches and six touchdowns his last year in uh, Minnesota. The year before that, 1,021 yards. Like he, his resume Case goes. Case Keenum, up. Case Keenum, baby.
1: What? Wait a minute, <laughs> Keenum with the Vikings, Keenum or Keenum Yeah, with the, Keenum with the Vikings or the uh, that was, that was the Vikings quarterback in Minnesota the last the last yeah. year that Diggs was the receiver there.
0: That was that uh, they had a famous play at the end of the game. The that miracle, went yeah. Them,
1: right, they go against no, them. They went, no, they, for they went for them. Diggs scored the game winner.
0: That's right. Case Keenum, baby, you know it. Oh, yeah, D- Dickey is the uh, commissioner in that league. Jim Dickey's in the chat right now, the league where I made that deal. Dickey hates Kyler Murray. I don't like him. <laughs> Along with Bo, I, I kind of think they're similar as far as Murray and Fields. I don't think that, the, that there's that big of a drop-off. And then the 109 up against Wilson, I feel like it's
3: – it's a I think as passers, they're not
0: even on the same level. Like, We've talked really about this when Fields, when Fields goes to his team that he's gonna get traded to, it's gonna be fuck, fucking wheels up for Fields. Like wherever he goes, like they're I not they're that. not trading for him unless the Jets trade for him and then back him up okay, on runs.
3: Like I said last week, you can go wheels up and the plane crashes. That's that's that is absolutely in the realm, and maybe probably that's why
1: we play dynasty, baby.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because you, he can take off. He can pull the wheels up and then run into the side of the mountain. I mean, it just is what
1: it is. Like we're not even if long for the ride. If it's <laughs>
3: even if it's wheels up, it doesn't mean we're, we're cruising at altitude with Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, analogies there. So, what do you think, man? You know what I think? I need to I need to get myself a bottle of Hot Box Gourmet Small Batch Hot Sauce. Hot box gourmet small batch hot sauce. Fuck yeah, baby! It's been a while since I had some. I'm on the website right now, BigTimeFlavor.com. I got I got a few of the, uh, a few of your products in my spice cabinet. What do I have besides? I have like your hot, your hot dry rub. What's that called?
1: Shelby Street Heat.
0: Oh it's no, I, no, I, I, I'm like even prior to that. I think I have what it used to be called.
1: That's oh, it's it used to be called that's Cluckin' hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Shelby Street Heat. Oh man, that's a that's a fan favorite. They, yeah, they love that spicy sweet combo for Nashville chicken, Nashville catfish. Um, I use it just in my regular uh Jambalaya cooking, like when I season my chicken for jambalaya, it goes in. It, that's what I season it with. Is the oh, Nashville, Nashville hot? Right? Uh-huh. right to him, right to Mister Fly DFF <laughs> with all his aviation. A <laughs> <puns. laughs>
0: well, runner McFez, right? Is that what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's somebody phone, on
1: right? the wing. We
3: like <laughs> we like spice down here, man. I'm telling you, we like some spice down here. So.
1: I know, and you guys are you guys are deprived of good flavor with your spice. That's the hard part. You ever hunt? You ever shoot an animal or murder an animal, Bo? Murder an animal. I grew up on a hunting ranch, so the answer is yes.
0: A hunting ranch? What? Yeah.
1: four thousand <laughs> eight, four thousand acres. We had deer tags. We had hog tags. We had every every type of game so you lived you could in the fucking watch.
0: amazon rainforest or, or apparently
1: <laughs> uh yola bully national uh uh mountain range so you just walk uh,
0: around naked like ever no but
1: we could like i could go and i could pack a, a hike with a backpack and set up a tent for a week and just spend a week fishing during the summer our nearest neighbors that's... were six miles away that's the so you, you
0: don't mean. wear any clothes when you're hanging out I guess I didn't
1: have to. I, I guess I, I missed some opportunities to go completely in the buff out in nature as one does. Sure. But right. I didn't experiment with shrooms until I was a grown up. So I guess I missed those chances when I was a kid.
3: Yeah. Plus, you don't want skeeter bites in the wrong places.
1: Skeeter. Yeah. And they, they're out that We have the no see too in the springtime. they they nasty. Those are those skeeters. Yeah. So they're work. aggressive. They're just, they're just assholes.
3: If you don't have a thermosell, that is the best investment for any folks out there that are that are outside all the time. Get yourself a thermosell, save yourself some some money. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you think, Justin? We need to wrap this up. Let let Mister Bomek big time hit the road.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it's time to time to let him get back to his hot sauce. Jesus, give me,
1: give me some shots here from, one, from yeah. one hot sauce. You guys have been much yeah. hot sauce. You have been much too nice to me tonight. So I was <laughs> expecting some jabs and. You guys took it easy on me, so yeah.
0: You know what? I'm I'm a tad under the weather, and it's really, it really sucks. I'm pissed. I, I know, Larry. You nice.
1: sound like shit. Yeah,
0: oh, <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm, I'm I feel okay, but I just have this like head thing. You know, you're, you're you got used Justin over here on the
1: casting couch, but looking like Burt Reynolds on the bear skin <laughs> yeah. right over here.
0: Thank God it's not the whole shoot. Yeah, <laughs> not the whole
1: thing. <laughs> look, I'm
3: not getting off this couch until I build the shop and put my little office out there until oh, then. Yeah. On this couch, and then yeah. I, don't know what I do out there.
0: Yeah, so follow Bo, man. He's and just go on his page and follow everything that he's got going on because the, the hot box batch and just a big time flavor company. He's got all kinds of stuff that, like, as we talked about earlier, the golf the golf stuff, IBT Media. We've uh, what's his name? Uh, Nate Polvault. He's he's a, he's a part of that, right?
1: Yeah, uh, he, he was up until recently, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all amicable, but it's like people move on and do their own thing, and it's was, uh but, so we had Yeah, I mean, kid. he was one of the founders. I mean, he was one of the people that helped set it up to what it is today. So, yeah, we give Nate a shout for sure.
0: Okay, he can have a shout. I guess that's like Lindsey Rhodes. We had Lindsey Rhodes on, and I was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, I
1: listen to your podcast."
0: And she was like, "The one that the one that doesn't exist anymore." Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that one. Where can we find you? <laughs> Not there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah smooth, man. It was smooth. great to have Bo. Hey, Bo, what are you doing for uh, the NFL draft, the first night of the NFL draft? We'd do. We like to have a nice live draft party. You're welcome to join us at any time. Come on for a round or two if you like. What yeah, hey, if
1: that's a formal invitation, I'll have to put it on my list. Yeah, um, I, I haven't really thought of it. Honestly, we're still a couple months out, so um, let me check my calendar. But I, I definitely would love to spend that kind of night with you all. And because,
0: you will, you uh, will get jabbed. You'll get jabbed. Stay on those. those, those oh, oh, it. It as long as we get the Cowboys pick, won't be as. Don't tempt for... me
1: with a good time. Okay.
0: <laughs> what do you got? What are you thinking for their their first? Do they have a first round pick. The Cowboys.
1: Yeah, it's like twenty five or twenty six. I'm think, hoping they you know? get a. T- I, I. I'm hoping they get one of these good tackles that slips because every other position is loaded. Yeah. Like if they get Fatanu from Washington or Fashanu from Oregon State, I, I want they, one they of those
3: guys. Yeah, they need to invest in that offensive line. Reinvest. It's off. just getting older.
1: It's been good, but it's getting older. Tyron Smith isn't going to last much longer. Uh, neither will. Uh, okay. Neither awesome. will our guy Zach. Uh, it's. It's a. It's a good line, but it's older. Uh, they. They if. If, by some miracle, Jackson Power Johnson, the Oregon center, falls to 26, the Cowboys would be morons to not take him. That guy's an absolute monster.
3: Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Cool. Maybe we'll see you uh, on draft night then. Yeah.
0: Possibly. Well, You're my first invitation,
1: so it the chances are looking good. See there. First, it's in. A long.
0: It's a long night. We have friends <laughs> come and go throughout the evening. So yeah, it'd be great if you pop in and say hi, and uh, you know. Yeah. Once again, oh, Jim
1: Dickey wants to know what I think of Frank's. We Thank
0: could talk you. about it if you have a, a couple of minutes.
1: Do, what do you think a of favor. What do you think of Frank's hot sauce? It's
0: it's. Uh, it's I, I, can I answer it's for you? Good. Go for it. <laughs> it's no. Hot box batch. No. It's, it's definitely not.
1: So if you've had, obviously people have had the, the, their wings dipped in Frank's and butter. That's the traditional thing. And, And of course, of course that's solid. That's good. That's good stuff right there. But I implore you to try hot box and butter because the flavor and the heat are amplified more in both ways over Frank's red hot. So more flavor, more heat, and just a better mouthfeel. I think, Frank's aftertaste is kind of what puts me off of them is you get, you're getting your initial sweet, tangy, uh, spicy, and then it kind of, it gets kind of metallic and plasticky at the end for me. So, and, you um, know, Jim Dickey loves a good mouthfeel.
3: So, yeah, yeah. Jim
1: Dickey, if you want the best mouthfeel, use my hot sauce, which is only clean ingredients. I don't know what the hell they put in Frank's right. Hot to mass produce it like they do, but it can't be all clean ingredients like hot box.
0: I love it, dude. And as we're talking, I have just purchased two bottles of Hot Box Batch. Because I'm, I I miss
1: it. My phone just buzzed. (laughs) Yeah.
3: You got an order to send out. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, man. That hot hot box on the uh, eggs in the morning. Mm, Oh, yeah. Here
0: we go. 219. Confirm. Did he just tell
3: us his CVV number on the back? Of his <laughs> he did. He did. I did. We
1: just we just need a few more pieces of information.
3: So, let's the Patreons
1: uh, getting a skimming lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: I'm telling you, man, I love the hot box batch. I haven't had it in a while, so this is gonna be nice. I, I like. I make myself a um, well. A grilled chicken wrap whole wheat wrap oh yeah making myself ever for, and i just use grilled chicken i just do i'm a hot sauce grilled chicken in the wrap that's it
3: Larry i think you should leave that press, part where is. you said your number and just beep it beep. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> all right well let's let let's let bo get out of here I gotta get to my bowl of cereal anyway oh it's
0: cereal time thanks for listening to
2: the yeah.
0: one two three
2: four Larry monkey Justin Rogers talking dynasty football baby